The wonder of St Paul's is famous the world over. But what about the hidden St Paul's? There's much to marvel at in the vast areas of the cathedral not normally open to the public, but some can be visited by appointment, such as taking part in one of the several weekly Triforium tours, which offer a wealth of sights to feast upon at the Triforium level, high above the cathedral floor. There's the great model to be found in the trophy room, which also has on display a wealth of historical artefacts and curiosities pertaining to St Paul's. At a scale of 1 to 25, the model made from oak, plaster and limewood so captivated Charles II that he awarded the job of constructing the new cathedral to Christopher Wren. It was intended to be a permanent record, in case of accident to the architect, and to show, more clearly than the sets of drawings could do, how everything fitted together. Designed to be walked through at eye level, to suggest the experience of the real interior, the model was constructed from full-size drawings scaled up by Wren and his assistant Edward Woodroff, and was completed in August 1674 at a cost of about £600, the price of a good London house. Although it shares broadly the same appearance as the finished building, there are significant differences between the great model and the cathedral as built. Some of the most notable alterations were the extension of the choir, changes to the west front, and the introduction of bell towers in place of a bell cupola halfway down the nave. Regardless of these changes, the great model is quite the spectacle. The Cathedral Library is situated behind the southwest tower in a chamber designed for it by Wren, and has recently undergone a landmark conservation project to enhance environmental conditions for the books, conserve the fabric of the room, and provide enhanced reader facilities. The library's collection was almost completely destroyed in the Great Fire of London, but there are lists surviving from 1313 onwards, giving a picture of it before the devastation of 1666. The library chamber was restocked by the commissioners for rebuilding St Paul's. They bought collections, including valuable Bibles and liturgical texts and were fortunate to receive a generous bequest in 1712 of nearly 2,000 volumes from the library of Henry Compton, late Bishop of London. With more acquisitions over the next three centuries, the subject strength of the historical collections lies in theology, church history and patristics. Current acquisitions are restricted to major works on the history of the church in England, on Wren and the building of the cathedral, the church in the city, and alumni material. Quite awe-inspiring is the geometric staircase designed by Christopher Wren in 1705 and built by William Kempster, with 88 stone steps appearing to float while rising for 50 feet. With only a small fraction embedded in the wall, each step is perfectly shaped to balance the one before and after itself, with no other means of support. It's not surprising that this breathtaking piece of architecture 
has appeared in several feature films, including, perhaps most famously, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Just by walking around the upper levels of St. Paul's, one can stumble on an array of fascinating objects, such as extravagant marble pulpits, lecterns in the shape of a golden eagle, and around 800 architectural stones from the old St. Paul's destroyed in the Great Fire. There are also spectacular views down the nave from above the Great West Doors. Aside from these Triforium highlights, there are still more surprises in store. The rich and varied collections of St. Paul's Cathedral contain documents and artefacts dating back centuries as well as right up to the present day. Just one example of this can be found in an archive room high above the Dean's Isle by way of a large watercolour and ink map showing the formation of American troops on D-Day. Painted by Ernest Clegg, who had served as a major in the British Army in World War I before emigrating to America, the detailed map shows the English towns and regions in which each US regiment was stationed, and even the sea routes the American troops took to the Normandy beaches. A quite priceless and compelling historical document, among many others. For a building that is instantly recognisable to so many, it's somewhat surprising that considerable areas of St Paul's are to a large extent unknown and indeed unseen by the vast majority. But thankfully, the public can gain access to much of it and marvel at a place that has so much more than initially meets the eye.